that song gets me pumped up every time I hear it. Super hype. Super ready to go. Playoffs, baby. <laughs> this is what it's about. All right. How you all doing? Uh, this is our first episode of the Fantasy League uh, B-Boys. Um, so we want to get this started right. Uh, my name's AJ, also known as Mango Season. This is your boy Carl, a.k.a. Long Pipes. And we are the two top teams going into the playoffs this this week. So uh, we actually have a bye. So we're here spending our spare time making this <laughs> podcast for the rest of y'all. Just chilling. So that you can have um, a few tips, a few reminders, uh, let you know who to play, who to sit, and hopefully get you on to the next round where you can lose to either one of us. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, go ahead, Carl. Get it started, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's kick it off. So... Uh, regular season standings in the B-Boys League. Uh, like you noted, Long Pipes first, Mango Season second, Cash in My Pookets third, Raider Nation, Ya Bish fourth, Pedos Fritos fifth, Your Asses Grass sixth, Two Girlies One Cup seventh, Stand for the Anthem eighth, Darp and the Quattro Crazies ninth, Auto Draft tenth, Department of the Raiders 11 and pulling up the rear with three wins Sandusky's tight ends in 12. You know what that means. He's gonna have to grow a mustache. That was the bet we made um, Which speaking of we're still waiting on farm to go to the grocery store in a dress and buy some cucumbers buy some condoms condoms Dick-shaped Dick-shaped objects And make his way through the line When when is he going to do that? Yeah, he's supposed to do it Uh, I thought we voted on it too But uh, nothing has happened Um, We need to keep that man accountable Uh, I know we'll keep Israel accountable To grow that mustache for one whole month He's already Uh, got a beard Yeah, he's got the beard Uh, So Alright Playoff matchups I'll get through those Um Sitting at number one with the number one seed, Carl, uh, Long Pipes, got the bye. And with the number two seed, that'll be me, Mango Season, uh, with the bye. And then on the other side, in the quarterfinal round, you got the number four seed, Raider Nation, you bish, at seven and six, facing number five seed, also seven and six, Pitos Fritos. <laughs> Um, and then you got the number three seed, Cash in My Pookets, nine and four record against your last seed. Your ass is grass, sitting at six and seven. I think he should be disqualified for not doing the uh, doing the, bet. the bet from last year. But you know what? That's interesting. He was last place last year, and now he's actually in the playoffs. In so, the playoffs. Uh, congrats to you, Parm. Um, some redemption. Yeah, a little bit of redemption there. Yeah. So that is your playoff outlook heading into this weekend set of games. Uh, let's get into some player news. Yes, sir. Uh, big wide receiver news in the AFC West coming out of Denver, Colorado. Emmanuel Sanders hits IR, torn Achilles in practice, spotted getting carted off the field. Um, Big blow for Denver. I mean, after trading Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders was getting all these targets, all these looks. Gone. Tough injury. Um, the Achilles 
takes um, Des Bryant went down with one. Right. Um, these injuries take about a year, and then you're back on the field. Um, I I don't know if he'll play next year. Depends. Um, he's gonna have a long road to recovery. Um, but looking at the guys that are gonna replace him, um, I think we have three that we've kind of circled. And the first one that I want to talk about is Cortland Sutton, um, rookie wide receiver. A uh, big body guy, uh, someone that Keenum can throw it up to. Really hasn't targeted him much this year. I mean, he gets like four or five catches. I don't even know if he's surpassed like seven catches on one game. But he is going to get looks. That's my main guy that's going to replace Emmanuel Sanders in this offense. Yeah, totally agree. And you know what? I was able to pick him up off of waivers. Um, actually, right before the Emmanuel Sanders news dropped. Yeah, you're the owner of Emmanuel Sanders. Right, right. So big blow. Um, but I, I really feel like Cortland Sun is gonna come into his own. If anything, he's just gonna be force fed. Uh, more than anything. So, um, that's a plus, a big boost for Cortland Sutton owners. Um, but on the flip side. Who is going to replace Emmanuel Sanders in the slot if you had to pick? So um, I'm looking at two guys, and one of them is Deshaun Hamilton, and the other guy is Isaiah McKenzie. Now, those two guys, I don't know who's going to end up getting that role. I want to say it's going to be Isaiah McKenzie. Um, looking at his stats in past games, he's actually been playing a little bit. Um, He's actually put up some fantasy points. Um, he is a punt returner as well. So that's an added bonus um, for uh, those that are in the uh, punt return scoring. I don't know if this league is. I don't like, believe so. Yeah, I don't don't believe it is. That but needs to be changed. Yeah, so <laughs> we could put that on the long list of things that need to be changed in this league. Uh, Commissioner Gorilla. Um, things like trades and Trade deadlines and yeah. other things as such. And you know what? That Isaiah McKenzie um, player is I, I think he's gonna be a sneaky pickup. Um, he's gonna I think he's gonna fall into that slot position that Emmanuel Sanders filled. Case Keenum, not a big arm QB. Uh, I, I he I mean he felt he falls in love with the slot players. We saw that in Minnesota with Stephon Diggs. Yep. Um, I think Isaiah McKenzie has some relevance Fantasy relevance, um, if you had to put him in a tier, where would you put him? <laughs> That's kind of hard. Um, right now, I got to say he's low end, or I mean, his high is probably a low two. Okay. I think he's a three right now until I see something. Um, but I think he, I, I'm with you on that. I think he's going to be that slot guy. Case Keenum, um, he's not a big time quarterback. He's going to dink and dunk. Uh, he's going to scramble a little bit and try and hit the open receiver. Uh, not the biggest arm um, besides that one play last year we could all recall in the NFC Championship game uh, where he hit Stefan Diggs on the sideline and he took it in and uh, sent them to the NF or actually that was a divisional round. That was a divisional round. And yeah, sent yeah. them to the NFC Championship game. Uh, that was the Saints they did that again. Sorry to bring up bad news, but uh, Anyways, moving on. Yes, moving on. Since that was a horrible reference that I hate to relive. Sorry about it. New season, new Saints. You know, 
Anyways, uh, other wide receiver news sticking in the AFC West. The Kansas City Chiefs signed recently waived wide receiver Kelvin Benjamin of the Buffalo Bills, formerly of the Buffalo Bills. Who? Kelvin, I'm too slow to run routes and can barely catch a football. This Benjamin. guy should be playing tight end, man. Yeah, seriously. I don't understand why some... You know he he would remind me of is Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram and Kelvin Benjamin have yeah. to have similar body types. Yeah, he's he's a big body. I mean, some big target, slow as hell though. Yeah. Um, I think Evan Ingram's faster. Than I him. think Evan Ingram is faster than him. Um, and but I, yeah. would definitely be an interesting uh, option at tight end, maybe. Yeah, he's been struggling this year. Yeah. He's been struggling the past couple years. Cam Newton's even come out and said that. Uh, He's not very good. I mean, there's been multiple guys that have said poor work, past, yeah, work ethic. Poor work ethic. Um, there was even, a, I think, a quote out there. Josh Allen asked him to stay after practice and practice routes. Right. He said, nah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, what, you're a professional, man. You're doing this. Uh, I, I don't really expect anything big here. Um, the one thing that I can say about this call before we move on, because I don't think we have to spend too much time on this, is... He is going to the Chiefs, uh, and he is going to play with Patrick Mahomes. Right. This guy makes everyone look good. Um, so if there is some upside, I think that's where it is. I don't see it immediately, and I don't think you have the time to wait for it because okay. we're in playoffs. Okay. So depending on – just real quick before we move on, is he a guy that – because I'm more than likely he's out there on waivers. Is he somebody that you're willing to pick up? I would only pick him up if you're in desperate need of wide receivers and you have the room to do it. And being at this point in the season, uh, it'd be hard to roll the dice with somebody like that. Yeah, it, he just hasn't shown me enough. I mean, he's a big target in the end zone, so maybe something happens there. Uh, if you can get through this round and maybe he can do something, maybe you can sneak him onto your team next week. Uh, or maybe you could do it now, but it, you got to have the room for it. Remember, every every roster spot is uh, meaningful at this time of the year. So, you know, play those, uh, get those waivers in, get the right guys. Okay, okay. Uh, last last injury news that we have to tell you guys about. Um, big news in Pittsburgh. James Conner, Mike Tomlin has come out and have, has deemed James Conner inactive for this matchup against the Oakland Raiders. Um, that's huge. It is huge. Uh, Conner has been a workhorse this year without Le'Veon Bell. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think, have gotten a good running back for their future. Um, this hurts, though. Uh, he could have had a huge game against that weak <laughs> Oakland defense. Everybody. <laughs> horrible yeah there's a lot of Raiders fans in this league it seems like there's a lot of Raiders fans everywhere we go but um, what are we what are you gonna do um, anyways uh, James Conner could have had a huge game this Oakland defense has not held a running back um, everyone has run over them I, I it, now I think it's gonna be uh, Jalen Samuels that's gonna do the work Jalen Samuels uh, last week, not too many uh, rushing yards. He did have a few catches in the passing game and uh, squeaked out a, a receiving touchdown. Um, half point PPR league. So there is some upside with Jalen Samuels. Only thing with him is you're going to have to worry about uh, Steven Ridley. He's going to probably steal a few touches. Um, and I think he'll be the pass 
pass down uh, running back. So uh, watch out for that. But I think Jalen Samuels is an interesting play this week. I mean, I, I probably put him in a second-tier running back spot. Um, Particularly because of the matchup? Be, because of the matchup and – who else are they going to give the ball to? I know they got receivers out there, but they just can't rely on the pass game. But I don't think they're going to need to rely on it. Uh, I think they're going to go into Oakland, take a big lead, and they're going to run the ball. Right. And who's there to get the carries? It's going to be Jalen Samuels. I see him getting at least 12 to 15 carries this week. Yeah, to uh, I totally agree with that. Um, also, I could see State Stephen Ridley maybe stealing a goal line carry, falling into the end zone. Uh, and if anything, if they're on the one or anything shorter than that, even Big Ben in his big body just <laughs> leaning over the goal line and kind of snaking a TD. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know what, I think Jalen Samuels does get into the end zone this week. Um, he's a rookie. They're, they want to see what he's got. Right. You know, Connor's a young back, but if he does go down like this in the future, maybe they have someone ready to go like Jalen Samuels. So I think they're going to give him the workload. Yeah, that, that's a good insight on James Conner uh, because I am the James Conner owner. <laughs> and luckily, I have a first-round buy, and I don't have to worry about about it this week. And, and surprisingly, I'm so, nobody was able to, to snipe Jalen Samuels off of waivers to make sure that I didn't grab him. Uh, yeah, that brings up an interesting point, Carl. Um, it's been... Interesting to see the kind of waiver wires that have been put out there. Um, this this league hasn't done much to get these kind of guys. I don't know if they're sleeping on them or they just trust their roster. Um, but I, you know, you and I have been at the top of the league, and I almost get everyone that I've I've put in for, um, which I'm not complaining about. Right. Um, but maybe these uh, maybe this podcast will help some of these guys out. Uh, they can go start searching the wire for some of these guys. Mm -hmm making the league a little more competitive. Yeah, you know, um, at this point of the season, you should have your handcuffs already, your handcuffed running backs. Um, I know two girlies, one cup, went on a spree of sniping all these handcuffs. <laughs> yeah, he almost, he almost made the playoffs with it. Uh, so I give him props for that. He kind of had a rough year this year. Usually he's at the top of the league, uh, but he's sitting outside of it uh, as we speak. So... Uh, didn't work for him this this year, but uh, maybe next year, yeah. Ryan, Ryan. Maybe next year. <laughs> All right. So moving on to the NFL's game of the week, I believe it's a Sunday night game. Your Los Angeles Rams head into Soldier Field to face the Chicago Bears. Uh, this time of year, it's cold in Chicago. Yeah. Are you worried at all about this Rams offense against that dreaded Bears defense? You know, I, I'm not too worried about the Rams' offense. I think they're going to still put up their usual 28, 30 points, you know. Um, I think that the one person on that offense that might struggle is going to be Jared Goff. Um, and the reason I say that is because the Bears' defense does bring pressure. Khalil Mack, uh, some of those linebackers blitzing, um, they get pressure on the quarterback. Goff's a young guy. He likes to just get rid of the ball. Sometimes uh, doesn't always make the best decisions. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, I think Goff is the guy that struggles, though. I think you're safe playing Gurley. He's going to get his touches. Although one thing about that Bears defense, I, 
I didn't check the stats recently, but uh, I think it was maybe two, three weeks ago. That Bears defense still was yet to have let a running back score a, a touchdown. All season. All season. Wow. Um, so that's something to look at. Maybe Gurley does get his yards, but I don't know. That Bears defense, when it gets down there to the goal line, they're pretty tough. Yeah, you know, uh, I totally agree with the, the Jared Goff um, analysis. It, it's going to be cold there. Um, this, I think this is probably going to be the, stuff, the stiffest defense that the Rams have faced all season. Uh, the stiffest D. <laughs> Stiff D over yeah, there. Uh, in some Chicago. Yeah, they got yeah, getting some stiffies on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rams players though, I think you're you're still playing Robert Woods. Brandon Cooks might be a shaky play this week. Um. He's a he's a deep ball dependent wide receiver, and if he doesn't score a touchdown, he's probably gonna get you ten points. Uh, a lot of big play upside, but I just don't see it in this game. What What do you think about Reynolds in this game? He's a guy that's come up um, with the Rams ever since Cup was injured. Um, does Does Reynolds get any play here? Does Reynolds make a difference? Is he a guy that you would stream? Yeah, I, I think Josh Reynolds has uh, flex wide receiver appeal. Um because Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks are going to be your outside receivers. I can see Josh Reynolds working that slot. I haven't heard too much of, of the um, the nickel corner in Chicago. Uh, they do have Kyle Fuller, um, a solid, solid season at cornerback. Six interceptions, seven interceptions. I, yeah, I believe he's, he's leading the league. Leading the league in interceptions. Uh, I can see Josh Reynolds kind of controlling the middle of the field and maybe even. Uh, Sniping a, a TD in the red zone. Yeah, uh, Josh Reynolds, I think, to me, would be an interesting play um, because of the reason that the Bears bring that pressure. Um, so Goff, if he's making the right read, he's going to be getting that ball out quick to the guy in the slot. That's going to be Reynolds for sure benefiting. So they don't really have a tight end threat um, in L.A., so Reynolds might be doing the work in the middle of the field. Okay. Uh, so let's move on to our plays of the week. Uh, this is where we pick one player, not necessarily your your obvious play like a Todd Gurley or uh, Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins type, but more of a underrated guy on the season. Uh, I'm going with Mark Ingram of the New Orleans Saints facing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the reason behind that is because I can see New Orleans getting out to a big lead and they're just really just running out clock early. And Mark Ingram is going to tote the rock 20 plus times. Um, expected rain in Tampa Bay. So if you're the Mark Ingram owner, feel confident playing him this week. Uh, I think he's going to get a lot of work. Uh, one or two touchdowns. And he is my play of the week. Uh, I do like that play. <clears throat> I, I don't think he's going to get the 20 touches, but... Um, I do think what he will do work with what the touches he gets, but um, my play of the week is going to be Justin Jackson from the, uh, not the San Diego, but the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, he came in last week and looked real good against the Steelers, um, helped the Chargers come back and win the ball game. Um, I think he's going to 
take over the role there until Melvin, Melvin Gordon comes back, and I think he might replace Eckler as the backup. Um, he's younger. He looks like he's got more juice. He hits the hole. Uh, he scored a touchdown. I think um, he's a guy to look at. Uh, obviously, he's not one of those big-name starters, but if you're looking to stream someone, you might go try and find Justin Jackson. Uh, yeah, Justin Jackson, that's a good play in Cincinnati. For the very same reasons I picked uh, Ingram against the Buccaneers, I see the Chargers jumping out big early. And uh, Austin Eckler, he's more of that pass-catching third down back. He's not your every down back. Um, they tried to do that with Eckler last week, and we just saw Justin Jackson just take over, get carries, break off big runs. Uh, I expect similar production for Justin Jackson. Uh, that's a good play. Uh, so moving on, AJ, this is a hot topic. <laughs> Big topic. I've been waiting for this, man. Been waiting. Been waiting to talk about this. We need to get to the bottom of this. Shady business. That's shady business. And we are speaking about the proposed trade between Pito's Fritos and the Department of the Raiders. Department of the Raiders was bottom of the league, second to last, I believe. And he was about to trade away Alvin Kamara, James White. This happened week 13, mind you. Correct. This is the last week of the, of the regular season. Correct. Yeah. Alvin Kamara, James White, Khalil Mack, swapping for Demarius Thomas, Tyrell Williams, and Mason Foster. From the looks of this trade, it, this is totally lopsided. Yeah, there's so many things wrong with this trade. First of all, uh, that it happened in week 13. And the person, one of the persons trading was out of the playoff race. He's right. actually second to last. Right. Uh, there's no way of him getting in. What is he doing trading? Uh, and with that, trading to a team that is was at that time potentially getting in. He ended up sneaking in. Uh, I think he got the fifth seed or the sixth seed. Um, so it, it's interesting in that aspect. And then the other thing is it's just lopsided. Alvin Kamara has been a top running back, top 10 running back all year. Right. So has James White. Yeah. He might have slipped lately, but these are two top running backs, and he's getting – a Tyrell Williams and a Demarius Thomas, who at best have been a second-tier player? Yeah, you know, Alvin Kamara, James White, these are guys that you're... Alvin Kamara especially, he's never coming out of your lineup. You're not even thinking about taking him out of your lineup. James White, as of late, uh, at, at worst, he's a flex option. Demarius Thomas and Tyrell Williams, these are guys that you're leaving on the bench for a couple weeks. These are guys that you can find on the waiver wire at times. Right. It's interesting. Um, now, I, I want to bring this up, Carl. Um, there, there's, there has, I know that Matt, uh, our commissioner, talked about a trade deadline that was supposed to be enforced. It was not. Um, this is why the trade was allowed to go through. Um, it just looks like it's shady business. So most of the league vetoed it, and it didn't go through. Um, 
I agree with the veto in this scenario. Now, if this had gone through three weeks ago, four weeks ago, mm-hmm. maybe when Kevin could have won a couple of games and still been in the mix, sure. Uh, then I don't think I veto it um, because of the situation. But it still would I still would have questioned it because of the players involved. Uh, I wouldn't have vetoed though, but it, it's just week 13. You're out of the playoffs. I don't get it, Carl. Yeah, definitely uh, something that the commissioner overlooks at the beginning of the year. Um, I, I believe it will go into discussion at the beginning of next season. And, uh, I, you know, I am glad that it did get vetoed. Uh, totally lopsided. Uh, but, I mean, it got corrected and, and uh, the commissioner made it right. So props to the commissioner. Stepping up and, and making the executive decision on that. Yeah, and you know what? In the past, um, in this league, we've had situations come up where shady business, shady business has been involved. Um, not and not necessarily uh, all things are shady, but some trades you kind of question. And uh, we did come to an agreement that we wouldn't veto a trade that the other team was okay with. I think this situation kind of trumps that rule. Definitely. Uh, because of the playoff situation and the implications that it had. Um, it, it, yeah, let's just get over this. Uh, but kind of a, you know, we'll, we'll get this taken care of going into next season. But um, let's go ahead and take a look at playoffs now. So uh, playoff matchups. We have... Cash in my pookets versus your ass is grass. They had nobody play today, the Thursday night game. Uh, so score is still 0-0. Zero, zero. Um, man, lopsided projection here. We have Cash in my pookets uh, projected nearly 150 points to 112 with your ass is grass. Um, Cash in my pookets kind of has come on. He, he, I mean, he's been top near the top of the league uh, nearly all season. Looking real strong, took a big, big hit with uh, Kareem Hunt, and was unable to pick up Spencer Ware. A little uh, personal story here. Uh, I actually cash in in my pockets, and myself were discussing a trade. I mean, this trade was going on for weeks. Uh, it it was going back and forth. He denied me. Uh, multiple times after a trade was proposed and then ended up cutting the trade. Um, I was actually going to be receiving Kareem Hunt. Um, I'm glad that this didn't happen, uh, but, <laughs> you know, that's what happens sometimes, Matty G, when you don't make that trade. Maybe you would have ended up with some better players and Kareem Hunt would have still been on my team and not on yours, but it happens. Um, no, but uh, back to the talk. Uh, Kareem Hunt is a big hit for his team. Um, he's kind of filled that that roster up, though. He is a dangerous team. If you look at his roster, um, I think he gets past this round. Yeah, definitely. I, I think he gets past the round for sure. Um, I do not like the running back situation with your ass is grass. Tevin Coleman has been a huge letdown after Devontae Freeman uh, going down on IR, you would think that Coleman would, would step right in. Being a contract year and just balling out, and that has yet to happen. Uh, maybe he turns it around in Green Bay. I just don't see that. Um, speaking of Jared Goff, 
your ass and grass actually has him on the bench going yeah. with Andrew Luck against I think that's, Houston. Yeah, I think that's the best. That's the right play. And uh, one thing about uh, your ass is grass is he might be a sneaky uh, team. He's got Keenan Allen, who I I feel like has turned a corner as of late and has been making really big plays. Jarvis Landry had a hundred yards last week. He might be turning the corner. Um, Adam Thielen, we already know what he's been up to this year. Uh, so he is a sneaky play. Uh, we'll see what happens in this matchup, but I do have to give the edge to Cash in my Pukits. Let's go ahead and move on. Uh, we're going to look at the next playoff matchup, and that one is going to be Raiders Nation, ya bish, versus Fitos Fritos, who just snuck into the playoffs. Um, what do you think here, Carl? Man, uh, Pitos Fritos, I, I just don't see it. I don't see it this week. I mean, that guy really needed that trade to go through. <laughs> I understand why he was <laughs> making the trade. Yeah. Um, I Yeah, I don't see it either. This guy had Blake Bortles on his bench. Um, what is he doing on your team still? Right. Um, he has Tyrell Willie. I mean, Demet. Uh Chris Godwin is a highlight in his in his lineup. Um, Chris Godwin is someone that has been uh, playing in place of Deshaun Jackson, getting a lot of targets, been doing work with it. Um, Tyler Boyd may have a big game. Uh, he's the only guy out there in Cincinnati right now to throw to. Um, he played <laughs> TJ Yeldon today, two points. Uh, it's not a good start for him. I think he's out of this one. I think uh, Raiders Nation, your bitch, is going to take care of business easily. You got anything to say about this one? Yeah, this is going to be a landslide. Raider, Raider Nation, your bitch, going up uh, against Pitos Fritos. I mean, this guy has new, two New Orleans Saints players going up against Tampa Bay. I mean, he's got my play of the week in Mark Ingram. Uh, man, this, this is going to be lopsided. I got Raider Nation, your bitch. And uh, the last two teams are uh, you and I were sitting on a bye, so we'll see the winners of those matchups. Uh, Carl, let's uh, invite a special guest today. Um, and this is uh, a player that's new to the league. Um, Stand for the Anthem. Interesting name, uh, kind of controversial. Uh, Josh Schultz. Uh, so Josh, it doesn't surprise up, me that that's his name. What's yeah, up, it guys? doesn't surprise hey, it's me. Just, I, I pick a name that I support. All right, that's All right. Support that. So uh, we bring in Josh. We just wanted to ask him a few questions. Um, so Josh, uh, first time in the league. Um, yeah. Hopefully uh, you had a good experience. Too bad you're not in the playoffs. Uh, maybe you can win that consolation bracket. It means nothing. Absolutely nothing. You get no money. Um, but maybe you can win it and uh, kind of give yourself some some motivation for next year. Uh, but Josh, league uh, expectance, like how has it gone? Has it been everything you've expected it to be? Uh, did you enjoy it? Will you be back next year? Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, uh, first of all, um, I had a good time in this league this year, but when I you know when I don't look when I don't make the playoffs, I like to try and take positives away from whatever I had. And I felt like I competed really well in this in the league. Um, points overall, I'm the fourth highest in, uh, in the league. Uh, points against, I'm 
like number two highest. So I mean, a lot of teams tore it up against me. Uh, my team overall put put up some good numbers. I think the biggest take for me is uh, that hurt me was not having uh, Leonard Fournette for the first uh, eight weeks. Um, since he's been back, he's been putting up 20 plus points. Uh, I know from looking at it, there's at least three games, four games that I've lost by less than six points or six points or less. So I mean, having a Leonard Fournette in that lineup would have changed my record around, and I would have been sitting, you know, top of the league. But that's the way fantasy football goes. Um, you know, I think Leonard Fournette was one of my top picks, and. Uh, when that guy goes down, I mean, you got to figure out other ways to do it. And I think I did adjust well, uh, given that my team did put up a good amount of points. Uh, I just didn't go my way every week. But overall, I like that the league uh, is competitive. Um, a lot of the waivers I did put in this year, uh, I didn't get just because of the rank or the order. But I, I do feel like uh, I set my league up to give me the best chance. I was in it till the last two weeks, uh, so. I did put myself in a good spot. Yeah, we. I mean, we had a battle a few weeks ago. Uh, I ended up scoring 175 points. You scored 170. Came out with a loss. Yeah. But I mean, that's 170 points is nothing to fret about. Yeah. I mean, but usually if you score 170 points, you're winning that matchup. You just happen to go against the juggernaut, which is also called the long pipes. Uh, that was that's a tough loss right there. No, and it, earlier in the season that you know Mango season here, he barely beat he beat my less point less than a point. So there was there was about three games I lost within a couple points. You also have two losses to the last place team. That's right, man. That's tough. <laughs> that's tough. One, one one came early in the year. Yes, his three wins, two of them <laughs> against me. I'll give him that. That's tough. You know, but hey, that's just the way fantasy football works. You know, his team put up a good, you know, I think I lost to him last week. So his team did put up a good amount of points uh, in that week. And I was kind of hoping, you know, if I would have won that game, it still would have been a toss-up. I probably would have missed it by, uh, you know, I would have been seventh seed or seventh place. But um, that's just the way it works. And, you know, I... I I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna, I'll be back next year. Yeah. Uh, so just real quick, just let me get your your thoughts on uh, your favorite to uh, to win the championship this season. If you had to pick, oh man, I can't really give a favorite. You can uh, say it. You know I can't because it, it like you know the the last place team beat me twice this year. Um, True. And it doesn't matter if you're the one seed. Two seed doesn't matter if you're the top seed. You know the six seed could easily, you know, his guys could just tear it up. I think the biggest thing that I I'm concerned about, you know, every year I play fantasy football is these teams that have clinched the playoffs, and you know some some teams have have done in the past where they bench or they don't play as much uh, of their star players, and so that's that's a big concern for me, especially if you have guys that they're like your top you know player and like the Rams have already clinched. You know, what if they limit Todd Gurley's carries or, you know, they pull Goff out after the second half or they got a good lead? I mean, it, it, so it all depends on how the NFL teams play their players. Um, and, you know, anything goes in the playoffs. And it's fantasy football. Anything goes. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us on the first ever episode of this B-Boys podcast. 
Uh, we had fun. I had fun, AJ. Yeah, it's always a blast doing this. Uh, we enjoy this. Uh, I hope you guys uh, enjoy it. Um, before we go, I, I have uh, actually one more thing before we go. We had a question come in. Um, and this is from uh, Kevin, uh, Department of Raiders. And his question was, Carl, you want to read it off? Yeah, his question was, how would Brett Favre do if he was still in the league? My guess is breaking records, the good kind. Yeah, uh, it, this, this is a question that uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, I'm a huge Brett Favre fan, Kevin, so... I'm gonna have if he was in the league. What what is he? Is he gotta be in his fifties? <laughs> I think he's in his fifties. Hey, but uh, if you're looking at those Wrangler commercials, the guy could still zip the ball. Is is Copper Fit uh, allowed in the NFL? If Copper Fit is allowed in the NFL, then this man is probably <laughs> your MVP because, I mean, he's getting it done with that Copper Fit sleeve. I mean, he's he's a gunslinger, and I believe. Patrick Mahomes comparison is Brett Favre, so I, I guess we have that to, to fall back on. Yeah, um, he's a. Uh, you know what, Kevin? I wouldn't count it, count it out. If Brett Favre were to return, he's done it two or three times where he's retired and returned. So uh, maybe it's still in the question. I don't know. We'll see. Um, and before we go, I want to remind you to uh, go ahead and go out on Spotify. Search. Flaw, or uh, I'm sorry, search yeah, search Flobcast because this is going to be under the Flobcast uh, podcast. So it, that's F L O B C A S T on Spotify. That's also going to be on Google Podcast. Um, and then you can either you can also download the Anchor app. So that's a podcast app. Um, and if you find us on Anchor, you can go ahead and click on the button submit a question record your question and then we'll be able to play that audio into our podcast so we're, we're taking all types of questions uh you know so send them our way we, we'll be happy to answer them we enjoy doing this i uh, hope you guys are getting a kick out of this i hope we're helping you out um carl yeah a lot of fun uh give us give us your feedback give us some insight and um next week we're gonna come back with episode two we'll be back next week all right we're out.